Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bench with Carter Eckel. This is episode 93. I'm your host, Carter E., joined as always by my producer, Jeff Mulvahill Jr., sitting uh, directly across from me. Jeff, this is unusual. Usually I'm staring off to the side. We've had, a, we've had a few different ones. Now we're coming back to the old old way. <laughs> we've, got a, we've got a good episode for you guys. We've got some football stuff to run through, some volleyball stuff to run through. Um, I've had multiple requests to ask Jeff about Lionel Messi's early <laughs> early run in Thanks, the Ian. in the uh, MLS. So we'll talk about that a little bit, and then we'll see if uh, anything else is worth discussing there at the end. But before we get started, I would like to thank today's sponsor, that is Played Against Sports, your best place to go for new and gently used sporting equipment. Located at the Topsy Lane Shopping Center or online at www.playedagainstsports.com. Woo! My apologies on that ad read. I, I almost forgot a line there, but made it work. All right, <clears throat> Jeff. Douglas High football is 3-0 for the first time since 2003 after a 31-0 win over Spring Creek. There are a number of things that have fascinated me with this team here through the first part of the season. But I think I need to start with the obvious one, which is their defense. They've only allowed nine points in three games. So they have two shutouts, and then they beat Elko 14 to nine. So they allowed all nine points in one game. Um, the, the only touchdown came on a trick play, and then a field goal after that. Um, pretty remarkable stuff from the Tigers here um, early on. I, I will initially give a little bit of a, a heads up to, to readers that um, the recap slash preview for this week are a little less stat filled than usual uh deadlines were moved up a little little early and i didn't have stats at the time but i do now and um man would you would you like to take a random guess at who has led the tigers and tackles on defense this year um his brother plays division one football yeah Yeah. (laughs) cole smalley he had 12 tackles two for loss uh i think he's got three sacks as well um Obviously, the kid's the kid's a stud. I don't think there's any doubts about that. Um, Aaron Tekansik had a great game for the Tigers as well. He finished the game with nine tackles, but more importantly, two interceptions, um, which he was able to return for a total of 20 yards there. Uh, he has been a very nice piece for the Tigers this year. Uh, Kyle Mays called him a, uh, a guard that plays linebacker, which I thought was a very interesting way to, to phrase it. Obviously, uh, Tekansik with that, wrestling background as well is a little bit quicker definitely knows how to how to get around people um and then the other name that got brought up in my my talk with kyle mays over the weekend was trevor shaver he was third on the team with tackles <clears throat> excuse me uh this past week against spring creek was seven also had a fumble recovery as well um mays was just very impressed with his work this offseason and his ability to get to to this point and um all that time and effort he said he's put in has has really paid off this season, so um, good for Trevor Shaver here early on. Uh, another another name to keep in mind. Evan Humans had a rushing touchdown. Andrew Strand had a rushing touchdown. Oh, and Connor Jackson ran for two hundred yards. Did I did I forget to did I bury the lead on that one? Uh, <laughs> two hundred yards on twenty three carries. Um, man, Douglas ran the ball fifty times for three hundred yards against Spring Creek. Uh, six yards a carry, three touchdowns. I mean, that's very much in the line of oh. You can't stop this? Well, we're going to do it again. And we're going to keep doing it until you can't stop it. 
And unfortunately for Spring Creek, they they really couldn't stop it, um, allowing 300 yards on the ground, 99 yards through the air. Just a, a really impressive overall win, and I think this week is going to be going to be kind of the fun test. I think for both Douglas and Carson, because you know, as much as you see these Calaveras and Sutters and Basics and Spring Creeks, they're not. It's it's tough to gauge that because it's they're not local, right? And while McQueen may be a little down this year, Damani Ranch may not be playing its best football that it has in the recent years. They're still like a, it's still a local high school that, generally speaking, these two teams have kind of compared themselves to uh, throughout the season. So it'll be interesting to to see them play those games. Douglas will travel to Damani Ranch Friday night. Carson plays McQueen Saturday morning. So. Keep that in mind. That is a 10 a.m. kickoff Saturday morning. That is due to your ref shortage. Um, please leave the referees alone. I really can't emphasize that enough. I, do I sound snarky when I say that? Sad? Disappointed? That's what I'm going for. It's sad that you have to say it. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. Anyways, <clears throat> yeah, really impressed with uh, this Douglas High football team. And to be fair, like... I've had to listen to two of, the, two of their three games on the radio, and I only got to watch a half of another one. So really a lot, personally, for me to continue seeing, which I'm excited about um, as things go on. But a lot of a lot of talent on this Douglas team, a lot of size. They are continuing to, to show here early on that, you know, that every team likes to talk during the offseason, right? Like, this could be our year. And, you know, I'm not saying we're not there just yet with Douglas, but... This is the start you're looking for if you're gonna show show everybody around around town that uh, you're not the the same one and nine two and eighteen that uh, everybody's gotten used to. Carson fell to basic forty to thirteen. Uh, I think the biggest emphasis from head coach Ryan Beauchard for the Senators was getting off to quicker starts. Um, they've had some issues with turnovers early that wasn't the case this week it was it was a lot of false starts early that really set the senators back especially you know starting on first and 15 when you prior primarily run the football is is not a good recipe uh they did run for 159 yards on 42 carries the bulk of that came from junior christian ray who had 103 yards on 13 attempts with a touchdown uh carson only managed to throw the ball for 15 yards against basic kincaid gill who did complete those two passes for 15 yards, had 11 total tackles for the Senators. Um, Odin Riley picked up a pair of sacks um, as well. But, you know, once again, here we are talking about Jake Winninger. Uh, three games in a row, three touchdown re- kickoff returns for touchdowns. And, uh, you know, I think I was trying to find a good way to phrase this, like all respect to Winninger here, but like how impressive has the blocking been, right? Because if you stick him out there one on eleven, he's probably not returning these kicks for touchdowns. You would think that they would they have seen one of the three. Well, and I think and that's they where still can't stop him. And that's where um, Beauchard said he's been he's been as impressed as as he had. He said every single one of those kids on special teams deserves some some level of credit, even if Winninger is kind of the name that gets associated with it. But um, it has been. That kickoff return or return special teams has been the spark Carson's needed. Uh, granted, they're sitting at one and two here early, but uh, they get another good test against McQueen. Uh, McQueen is zero and three. The tough early judgment is kind of that Sutter game, right? Sutter beat Carson fifty-four to seven. That was at Sutter, 
and then Sutter beat McQueen this past week, 27-24. Kind of tough to to judge. A lot of that is matchup-based. Um, but from talking to Beauchard, uh, this Lancer team is on the bigger side, even if they've they've struggled here early on. So uh, we'll see how that, that matchup goes. Again, that is a 10 a.m. Saturday kickoff. Um, I will be at both games, so you can follow me on Twitter for updates there, or X, or whatever they call that app now. Um, I I know it's mostly been you, but everybody's like, when are you getting on? When are you getting on the next one? When are you getting on the next social media app? And what is the I, next one? I hate to break it to you guys. I probably, I'm probably not. So, um, I don't know. Maybe it's the the wisdom that comes with about about to be turning 30. You might be the last person on X. That would be something. I don't think I can be the last person on X. I well, feel like Elon it, will be, of course. Yeah, he's, he's got to go down with the ship. But yeah, <laughs> or take the ship down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jeff, before we transition into volleyball, let's 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 do some soccer talk. You know, uh, we'll start with we'll start with high school. You've gotten to see obviously a lot of the Carson girls with with helping out there. Um, you know, they've had they didn't play the last the last few days. I, if I'm no games mistaken. over the weekend. Yeah, no yeah. games over the weekend. But they have had a few games under their belt. Uh, you know, while while we got you and while we're talking soccer, I know Douglas has had had a tough start on both the the boys and girls side. Uh, Carson boys are coming off a win in their most recent meeting a matchup as well. But uh, let's start with the girls, and then I'll kind of transition over to the boys. What have you kind of continued to see as the season has uh, the early parts of the season has progressed? There, it's it's been more interesting because i'm now kind of on the inside looking in and tinkering around we talked i talked a little bit about it last week but tinkering around with what's going to work best um knowing that the games that we've played so far don't really count towards anything kind of a preseason, if you will because the league is split into kind of north and south ish in a way um so getting rolling into the I'm a little surprised with the scheduling because it feels like it's been forever since we played a game and it was a week ago yeah Uh, well and we played back to back so they're still working um trying people at different positions to see if it's going to work and how it's going to work so that's been kind of fun to watch and you know I've known some of these kids several years now because I've been out at the games and and uh an interesting transition to kind of watch what's been going on and then know that these things are going to happen on the field. So it's, it's nice to be able to see it at that kind of depth. So uh, my apologies, Carson boys soccer lost their last meeting uh, to sparks this past Wednesday. They I had it flipped. They beat Reno on Monday to one. Um, you know, this isn't a whole lot of uh, great analysis here, but I'll be honest up front. The, however, the boys team only scored 12 goals last season and they've already got seven through their first five games so i mean that's a very like bare bones like look at this is there's clearly some improvement going on there and i think and they're a very different team than last year yes Um, yes you can notice that just from watching a half let alone yeah um, very different personnel and um they're definitely playing they're i think they're playing fairly well so um but i mean that's a rough schedule that they've had Mm -hmm. north valley's hug sparks sparks all in the first 10 days of the season just get the best teams in the north out of the way early i guess exactly (laughs) well and i believe i don't know how their league is set up but i believe they'll see everybody again so um and some of those most of those will be at home so that's a you know whatever advantage that is in soccer 
All right, one, uh, Allegria Gutierrez leads the team with, with a pair of goals there. Apologies again, Jeff, for cutting you off there a little bit. Um, I will not cut you off here, though. Let's let's see let's see this messy talk. You know, uh, I am curious because I admittedly do not follow the MLS that closely. Um, however, how can you not kind of get lost in a little bit of the fanfare of seeing this all-time great absolutely dominate <laughs> the competition he is playing well, against I, I, in the USA? It's it's not. It's not an unknown thing that I'm an LAFC fan, and they destroyed LAFC. Um, LAFC felt like they were going to landslide them in the first 20 minutes, and they just kept to their guns, and three goals later, it's 3-0. And to go into the bank and with the 32-52, and, and anybody who doesn't know anything about the MLS or the LAFC, just go on youtube and put in 3252 3252 and press go and there's going to be thousands of hits very difficult to play in front of they 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 chant and they sing and they dance for 90 straight minutes non-stop so the atmosphere is amazing there's all kinds of celebrities at the game because they want to witness what was going on and while he didn't score he had two of the assists so very impressive. Um, I have to uh, definitely tip my hat to the coach. Uh, I really think the way he set the team up really kind of highlighted. And one of the issues I have, and Ian and I have gone round and round and round about this, because um, Pedro and Ian and I have a group chat, and we, <laughs> we Pedro's giving me a hard time the other day about it because I just kind of, kind of neat, kind of poke the knife into Ian all the time about it. But the way they set it up. And the way they used Messi as a as a distribution point, and it just it it was beautiful to see. And you know, yeah, it's against my team, but uh, he he's he's something else. And uh, I have a big problem with it because he walks around a lot. So when you're trying to teach a young player, well, you can't walk around. You've got to help. You got to move. You got to run. You got to. Well, Messi doesn't. So that's that's where I have a hard time with it. Yeah, but. Again, if you were playing into your late 30s, you might be walking a little more. Well, and he's there with, (laughs) they brought in two other players that know him, play with him, Mm -hmm. and their combinations are just, it's like, you have to be very good at defending and understanding how to attack in order to stop that. And it's been, I mean, he's scored a ton of goals already by himself and assisted a ton of as well so yeah he's played if you're counting the league's cup which i know we talked about the difference i was not fully aware i obviously know it's not regular season mls but um for counting the league's cup he's played 11 games with inter miami he scored 11 goals yeah uh granted that is not in in every game he went on a tear to start where he had um seven goals in his first four uh appearances with lafc but as you alluded to jeff he's got two four five six Eight assists as well. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, 11 goals and eight assists in 11 games, that is just an unworldly pace. I mean, is that is it even feasible to assume he keeps up that, a pace at that level? The only, the only thing that I've seen is that, for one, there's an international break, so he'll be going away with Argentina to, to, for World Cup qualifying. So he'll miss one game for that, which is, you know, it's, it's almost like the the... 
I don't, I don't even know what to call it. They're, they were in last place in the MLS, so they've got to dig themselves out of the hole and then get up to eighth place to make the playoffs. And so it's they need a certain number of points, and everybody's speculating what that is, how many it is. So for him to miss a game, they're still playing really well. Yeah. So with or without him on the field, they're still playing well. Everybody's really enthusiastic and, and working hard. Plus, they brought in a world-class coach. Yeah, they got seven wins, no losses, and four draws in the 11 games he's been there. So yeah. clearly something's working. Uh, that does not sound like a last-place team anymore, even if currently they may sit there. It they're doesn't... not in last anymore. Okay. They're moving up the ranks, but it's it's how many might he miss because they need to rest him, those kinds of things. So, And, and then you've got people that are, and the ticket prices have gone through the roof. Yes, so I've just seen to that. see him play, you know, people are, you know, if he's going to be in your destination, he's got to touch the field. It's it's funny, talking with some of my buddies, the, the debate has been, do I get do I get season tickets to this NFL team or do I go watch Messi play one game? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's been crazy to see how much, and I can't imagine what the prices were at LAFC. Multiple LAFC. hundred. Well, I don't know. Yeah, LAFC I couldn't speak to, but I've seen some of the the ones around Chicago, games that are in the future that are already into the six, well, seven hundreds. I, I believe they moved the game in Chicago to a bigger okay. stadium, okay. and it sold out in like 10 minutes. That so, I wasn't aware of, but I yeah. take your word for that for sure. Um, well, and that's one of the things with these... It's, it's awesome that we're having all these soccer-specific stadiums built, but they're 18, 20, 24,000 people max versus what Barcelona plays in front of 80,000. So just stick them in the college football stadiums. Well, and that's the thing they would fit, except is it turf or is it not? And I just heard yesterday that he said he would play on turf. So, which is, you know, some players wouldn't, Zlatan Mm -hmm. wouldn't play on turf. Right. Right. uh, And I, I, the wear and tear on the body. I mean, yes, he's brilliant. And I, I have my issue with him kind of walking around a lot. But when he goes, magic stuff happens. So uh, I just really have a hang-up with him. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get Jeff off of his hang-up with, with Messi. Um, we'll talk a little bit about uh, some high school volleyball before we get out of here. Carson Volleyball sitting at 9-1. and one, Coming off a loss to Spanish Springs. Spinners did, were 9-0. and oh. Um, but lost to Spanish Springs to open up league play. Um, I think it's going to be Carson, Spanish Springs, Minogue, Douglas, and Reno. I think that's going to be your top your top five in volleyball. Um, forgive me if I'm missing some team in Reno that I that may make a run. Um, but as of now, I think the Senators have to be have to be a a, a contending favorite. Um, you know, I don't I haven't seen Minogue yet, so we'll see what they look like. Obviously, Reno the last few seasons has been absolutely dominant, but uh, off to a slow start. Last I looked there for the Huskies. Carson returns uh, first-team all-region player in Sarah Miller and then a second-team all-region player in Anna Turner. Uh, they are currently third and fourth in kills on the team right now. Well, tied for third in Miller's case. Dana Myrene leads the team with 20, or excuse me, with 55 kills in 22 sets. Uh, Abby Franco and Sarah Miller both have 50, and then Anna Turner has 45. Uh, so really just a dominant attack for, for Carson. And I think that's one of the big keys uh, head coach Brittany Witter was hitting on when I talked to her after the, the Spanish Springs game. If if they can play clean, relatively clean volleyball, they are going to really wear some teams out. I think you saw it against Spanish Springs. If 
if they're going to struggle, it looks like it might be kind of their own their own doing. It, it's it, and that's not to take away from from Spanish Springs, who again is thirteen and three and will be a good volleyball team this year. But the way Carson's played the last year or year plus is you kind of look around and go, huh? This this team very well could could compete for a five A 5A North title. And they have a lot of threats. It's just, I mean, and that Spanish Springs is a good team as well. Um, <clears throat> but you just have so many threats where it's coming from and who it's coming from. Uh, so it's it's fun to watch. Yeah, for the second year in a row, they got a freshman playing varsity too. Uh, last year, it was Abby Franco. This year, it is uh, Julie Salanoa. Um, she's popped in at times. They've uh, filled Riley Kolsch's shoes with senior Madeline Monson, who has been uh, their assist leader. She's got 158 assists through 19 sets played, averaging roughly 8.3 assists per game. Uh, of course, kind of playing some defense on the back line. Ava Cordonaway will continue to be their libero. Uh, she's got 74 digs so far. Uh, and then on the block, I mean, when you've got that much that much power on the front, you the block probably gonna gonna follow pretty nicely. And Anna Turner and Sarah Miller lead the way there with 20 and uh, 14 blocks respectively with Turner leading the way. So we'll continue to follow Carson volleyball here. We'll make sure to continue to get updates for you guys on them, because that is a team that I think is going to uh, finish with a pretty good overall win loss record. If I'm not mistaken, they take on Reno tomorrow night, tomorrow being Tuesday, excuse me, tonight, tonight being Tuesday at home. Um, and that is a 6 PM start there. And then Switching over to the uh, Douglas side of things, where I believe the Tigers are also at home tonight. They are against Bishop Minogue. So that'll be a chance to kind of see both of those uh, top top end powerhouses from Northern Nevada over the last few years. Uh, Douglas has played a ton of t- tournaments and matches already. I mean, we're sitting here on September 5th, and they're already 10 and 6 overall. They are 1 and 2 in league play. So a uh, win over. Read a loss to Reno and a loss to McQueen. So McQueen could be kind of sneaking up into those those ranks as well. Over quickly running through their stats, which are not fully up to date. I will give you guys that now. Obviously, through 16 matches, they would have played more than 13 sets. Um, but Susie Berger has led the way as a senior with 37 kills there. And then uh, a lot of a lot of new faces on that that Tiger team this year between you know Haley Kuntz, multiple sophomores as well coming up. Um, on the other side, Peyton Simpson's another one um, who you see, you hear from uh, the softball side of things. If you were following, following that, a lot of a lot of new names on uh, on the the Tiger roster this year. So we'll continue to see what Douglas does there. Otherwise, Jeff, I think that's going to do it for this episode of Behind the Bench. Thank you guys for listening. Thank as always to. Played Against Sports, your best place to go for gently used and new sporting equipment needs. You can find them online at www.playedagainstsports.com or in the Topsy Lane Shopping Center. For Jeff Mulvihill, I am Carter Eckle. We will catch you guys next week. Take it easy. (laughs) 